Matt, I am excited that you got a new dev job. Like, that's really cool. I just Thank wish you. it wasn't on the day before, you know? <laughs> I, you're what, 50% well, owner in that me. project? You were the marketing lead on that? Was Is that correct? Yeah. Um, you know, I was trying to branch out into different, you know, ventures, and they approached me, and, well... God, that game. I saw a headline... Um, mm -hmm. Just before the stream, just before right now, uh, that the game is closing shop or. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh man. There's like so much has happened in the last like 24 hours. It's insanity. Okay. You're going to have to fill me in. Cause I haven't, uh, cause even though I am the marketing director, apparently according yeah. to you, uh, I haven't been keeping tabs. I get it. There's, there's miscommunication between teams, but, uh, uh -huh. I'm glad that you're making so much money, uh, 50% <laughs> ownership, dude. All right, here's the situation with the day before, right? It was it was announced in 2021, crazy promotional trailer showing like the ultimate Daisy uh Tarkov meets the Division type game. Looked insane. Everybody was like all for, it, but there was a lot of weird stuff going on with the trailers. It looked basically copied from tons of stuff. There's like red flags started to appear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So people are calling, is this game even real? NVIDIA featured it a bit later, showing like the RTX features on and whatever is being yep. made in the Unreal Engine so they Even can do all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, like a couple years go by, everybody's like, is this game real? Is it not real? The devs are like, it's definitely real. They took <laughs> out an ad in Times it's Square. Real. Did you see the ad in Times I Square? I did not, no. They had a giant ad for the game like a week before it launched in Times wow. Square. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. Game launches seventh, and then uh, it basically immediately people figure out it's absolutely like nothing. It's like a facade, you know. Uh, yeah. It's not an MMO, which it says it's an MMO survival game. It's a mm -hmm. extraction shooter at best, and even calling it that feels kind of like a disservice to other extraction shooters, really. Uh, and it gets downvoted like crazy. Bottom ten most downvoted games in steam history they kind of tiptoe around this idea that they're going to fix a bunch of stuff people are complaining there's like there's no hordes of zombies even though the trailer showed hordes of zombies like a couple yeah you see a zombie and then i saw a video of somebody just running past all the zombies and they never <laughs> once hit you if you just keep running they like don't do anything <laughs> to you Oh, it's a disaster. Yeah, complete disaster. No mechanics in the game work as intended. Nothing from the trailer shown, like proximity chat, uh, destructible environment, cool physics system, crafting. None of that stuff works in the game. It's all not there. It may as well, it's like it's just basically a tech demo. Um, and so the latest update on this that basically was today, at the time of recording this podcast anyway, is... They announced on Twitter they're shutting down Fanatic or Fantastic. Is that it? Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I think that's it, yeah. Fantastic. I think it's, yeah, yeah. Spelt weirdly. Yeah, Fantastic. They're shutting down because they have to use the money to pay back their investors, blah, 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 blah. And then Steam, since like just about an hour before starting to record this, has delisted the game on Steam. And from what it looks like, I was looking at the average playtime on Steam, and most players are under two hour mark, so they should be able to get a refund 
kind of no questions asked through the Steam system. But for anyone who went over two hours, you're going to have to go through a request process. And apparently it's not a guarantee each time. I feel like for Steam, that should just be a guarantee, right? Like they sold something on their platform. It sold a lot and uh, it's shutting down. I'm assuming you can't play. It's always online, right? So they said they're keeping the servers up. And my guess is so that creates the system of, well, if you technically bought it, you can still play it. So if you played over two hours, you don't get guaranteed refund. It seems like the devs are trying to get away with as much as they possibly can. The thing that I'm wondering about is like, okay, if that was their game, right, is just to get away with as much cash as possible, is you don't announce that you're shutting down the studio, right? So I'm thinking there might have been some legal stuff happening where they're like about to get sued or something happening and they're like, oh crap, we got to just shut down and pretend that we're not making any money. My guess also is that they're going to try and not pay any of the devs or the people that have been working for them on the promise that they'll get paid once the game comes out because that's how a lot of indie studio stuff works is well they they straight up had volunteers yeah yeah well and there's people that were volunteers with the the premise that they would get full-time jobs and or paid once the game comes out gross which is very common in indie development stuff so i'd imagine them even saying that they're in the red you know that gives them an easy out of having to say oh we'll pay you guys for this and then whoever's at the top those two dudes that were like hey we're so excited to make this game because they appeared in some vlogs or whatever uh, are just going to try and make off with as much money as possible, but I'm hoping the finances of the whole situation comes out later. And uh, technically, the money from Steam has not gone to them yet because Steam has a. I think they pay quarterly, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's not like they 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 had this ruse going on for very long. Four four days. Yeah, was it four days since launch? Four days since launch. And this was one of, the, was it the most wishlisted? It was one of the most wishlisted it was, games. I think it was the most wishlisted, yeah. At least on Steam. Uh, a while ago, yeah. right. I'm honestly surprised that Steam didn't step in earlier because, and I think this might be the start of Steam needing to change their rules and or policing because otherwise the platform's going to be used again like this. And Because it kind of sounds yeah. to me like this was a scam all along absolutely yeah and and that they were just they were trying to swindle people and they were like trying to like lay little breadcrumbs here and there it's like oh no it's actually a game they came out with like this press release it's like hey for all of the people that have stuck with us this game is for you yeah for all of the haters this game's also for you and it kind of gave this error of Mm -hmm. like hey this is actually a legitimate game like there's they're gonna release releases sound like they're written in chat gpt also they did they did yeah yeah um there was so I I was like oh maybe there actually will be something here and there was a part of me that was hopeful actually there was a big part of me because I don't want every game to be good yeah. that it was actually going to deliver but then it came out obviously um I think the, <laughs> th- there was so many red flags that you could not be surprised I, like there I was, was 99% sure the whole thing was a scam but I yeah. also have a little bit more like I don't know game engine knowledge than the average person so i i can look at and see how easy it is to take assets drop them into a game unreal Mm -hmm. comes with pre-made shooter stuff you can literally download survival shooter packages and Mm -hmm. then drop in assets and make something that looks like a survival shooter pretty easily Uh, there's a guy on twitter who he's been at it for 30 days uh it's called like day 34 now or something as a joke or whatever 
but uh-huh. he's remaking the day before solo on his own and it already looks better in many regards in terms of the mechanics of so course like, he is one dude is doing this and you're like oh it, it shows you that they've spent no money on the development like all the money was spent on the advertising and the marketing for the game so like the development was just the elements that you see in the trailers, you can uh-huh. see where they were made, you know? It's like, oh, they had to put that into the game to make the cool trailer. But right. beyond that, they didn't make any of the systems or mechanics or anything that functions. And I I know you played it. Uh, you went through the, like, terrible AI dialogue and weird character interaction stuff at the start, I assume? No, I didn't, I didn't actually play it at all. Oh, yeah, I no, I saw how badly it was being reviewed, and yeah. I it was like, "There's other games to play right now," and so I was like, "I maybe, maybe I'll I'll dip my toes in later." But then, like, even more reviews came out and impressions, yeah. and I was like, "No, I'm not giving them money. Like, I'm yeah. not going to support." Well, this. good for you, dude. I didn't want to. I didn't buy it either. I didn't want to buy it because I knew it was going to be bad. And as soon as it came out, it was like, sure enough, it's bad. And that's part of what they bank on is people covering it. And giving yep. it all that attention and you're like well how many more sales did they get because it was getting streamed by x amount of people on launch day right like yeah not I think that the streams have... looked any good but yeah i think it might be like morbid curiosity kind of a thing so a lot of people sure. will watch those streams and they're not necessarily there to like oh i'm this is great i'm gonna buy it yeah yeah probably most of the sales happened before the streams but it it, it is a problem in that like you're looking at okay nvidia kind of i wouldn't say back the game but they helped promote it to an extent a little bit mm-hmm. adds a their lot of credibility att- attached to it yeah i mean it's nvidia one of the one of if not the biggest company in the world you know in yeah. many regards it's yeah. like hey check out this game and people are like whoa it's real for sure steam lets it go through because steam has no sort of approval process for games for the most part they'll yep They'll sort of take things down if they're using copywritten materials or something like that but otherwise they don't mess with things too much unless they're breaking steam terms of service stuff which apparently this game is apparently it's breaking a ton of early access uh terms of service stuff so maybe that's why they took it down but it's uh i hope this doesn't mark the precedent or like the beginning of like high quality asset flip games you know what i mean Uh where it's like okay there's a bunch of crappy asset flip games which sort of make meme videos for a little bit and sometimes they go viral whatever nobody cares too much because it's not like multiple years in the making and like the biggest marketing lies of all time but this is like a huge high profile project that many thought was fake from the start but it just kept going and lots of people bought it and played it beyond their the refund time period i mean it has nineteen thousand reviews and many people do not leave reviews on steam so i can only imagine yeah like, if it's one in 30 or something like that like th- yeah tens of thousands of people bought it oh what, more than the cost? that was it- i think it was probably over well i mean at peak players it was thirty-eight thousand people online at oh, once okay yeah so probably so, hundreds of thousands of yeah. people have purchased this game yeah and how much was it 40 50 something like that 40 bucks in the in the u.s but i i think it regional pricing and stuff around the world it was less so i do think there's a good chance these guys are walking away with a couple mil um assuming steam pays them you know so yeah. and assuming they don't get like legal problem you know legal yeah, issues sued up the ass for this because yeah. it's like I mean, yeah, it's, it's, bla- it's blatantly false advertising, but yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting because I mean, it's not we're technically in a-, a scam, but it sure feels like one. The amount of red flags. No, it's a scam, dude. Like, I mean, 
the fact that they post these things where it's like, oh, so much time and passion went into it. And then you're like, well, this dude on Twitter is doing exactly what you're doing by himself in like 30 days. So shut up about your time and passion and BS that went into this yeah. project of love and passion. You know, you're like, <laughs> love, yeah, like the, shut the up. Fact that, the fact that the beginning, like there was developers that came out that were showing or like going through the trailers and be like this looks like it's a uh not a slice of life but you know a vertical a vertical, vertical slice. slice yeah vertical slice you can tell because and then they gave a lot of examples so that was kind of the first big red flag that maybe something was off about the game then they started making trailers that were a one for one of other trailers i think one of them was call of duty and then you know so literally just taking their assets and then using a similar literally just taking yeah. and copy and pasting the trailer the um, last of us uh branding and mm -hmm. logo they copied the exact font type nice and nice. like the last of us is like a half face of the girl and then the font next to her face that mm -hmm. is the day before it's like it's like a different guy and then it says the day before and it's the same font and like they just copied every marketing thing. I even, I made a video on it today and I was just watching through some of their trailers and noticed some stuff that other people hadn't pointed out, which was like, they showed the, um, the nice cars driving through the dilapidated, like the New York. Bugatti. Yeah. Well, like the angles and the shots that they used were right out of the Will Smith movie. I am legend. <laughs> and I like nice. put them next to each other. And I was like, Oh man, were they literally just copying everything? Yeah, because they were yeah. also taking voice lines from other trailers. The, yeah. Like cyberpunk and Red Dead, they they literally were just like lifted, yeah. Like voice, not obviously not like they didn't steal yeah. the the assets, but they used the same script mm -hmm. for the trailers. I think I'm most disappointed that like I thought the word was out that this game was almost certainly going to be complete bullshit, right? Like yeah. you held back, I held back. Other people, content creators, I know that got it just to make content on it, like being a crap game, didn't promote yeah. it as being good, but it's still, I think, sold over 100,000 copies, if not more. Uh, oh, and I know that not all of those copies have been refunded, right? Because it seems like a bit of a chore to actually get a refund after the two hour mark. So it's just like one of those things where... <laughs> I think it goes to show how how desired this genre is for a lot of people and they're everyone's wanting the game that they've essentially described which is why it probably works so well yeah is that people want that survival open world looter shooter that they can go in and really immerse themselves and get the loot and extract like that's so much fun but very few games have been able to successfully i would actually argue like almost no game has been able to deliver on that promise and yeah. people are just they just want it so yeah because it's really hard right it's like yeah, think it's about incredibly hard think about how big of a project the division was right and the division doesn't even try and go for the level of what this game was claiming they no. were doing so no. just on that level alone you're like hang on ubisoft with like 2000 devs couldn't attain what these guys are trying to do so why do you think these dudes that already look sketchy are somehow gonna pull off an even better looking daisy and daisy's yeah. been in development forever right it's been in development yep. for like 10 years or something it uh, has. a yeah. long time and it's it, i think it's a decent game but even it doesn't look as good or run as smoothly as they're showing in these trailers and you're like there's got to be a point at which this just isn't adding up, you know? How did this small, never heard of team that made a crappy Steam game that was essentially an asset flip before 
like come up with something. Oh better. yeah, that's yeah. that's another thing is that they they had like all these other games that they just yeah. Developed I think it was just one other game, but yeah. I think, no, I think they were also there was a um kind of like a hide and seek game that they made that they did support reasonably well. But yeah, oh, so the servers for that game went offline today or the day before they launched this. Like, I think they just did the day before. Yeah, I think they were keeping the servers on that old crappy um, prop hunt game, prop night or something it was called. Uh, I think it was prop hunt. Well, no, no, it's called prop night, I think. Prop night. Yeah. Yeah, I think you might be right. So it's like a horror version of Prop Hunt. And yes, you're right. They kept the servers online, I believe, leading up to the launch just so they could get decent PR from like, hey, we're supporting our old games. And then as soon as it launched, they took the servers down for that game. Like they're like, we're not spending another dime on these servers because this is just a cut and run maneuver. Yeah. Pretty freaking wild stuff, man. I, I really do hope there's like a legal follow up with this because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Swift Swifties uh, pointing out that Daisy posted a tweet making fun of the announcement, <laughs> and it was a pretty Good. solid burn, dude. It was it was very funny. Uh, so did a couple other devs, I think, too. A bunch of other big studios were jumping on the bandwagon, but uh, I feel bad for the people who just didn't get the the memo on this game being completely. <laughs> How could fake. you not get the memo though? Like, well, I mean, think uh... about it. We live on social no, media, true. right? That We're plugged in all point. the time. Not everybody has that time to be plugged in. And then you're like, this game's the most wishlisted ever on Steam. I saw it true. on the NVIDIA thing. Uh, it came out today. Oh, that's exciting. I saw an ad for it in Times Square. I'm going to buy it. And all of a sudden they're like, what the heck is this? You know? <laughs> I agree. But at the same time, there is that giant... Uh, negative, re- overwhelmingly negative review. Unless, like, you, unless, bought you, bought, unless you bought it day one at the beginning. But if you're buying it like day one at the beginning, you would assume that they would be at least a little tuned yeah. into yeah. what's going on. I don't know, so. man. I don't know. People just wanted to hope. Well, there was, I saw people defending the game even Selling after the, the disastrous launch. People were like, oh, they'll fix it. And it's like, yeah, you're saying that because you don't understand the difficulties yeah, of game development. Like this is not a good foundation. This is a facade. It's like a it's like those old Western movies where they just build the front of the buildings, you know, and, and then that's it. You can just knock them over, right? Like that's right. what this game is. It's just enough to look like a game with nothing behind it. It's it's yeah. wild. Ah, this is this will be like an event though man this is going to be like one of those it's going down in history, history for, for big scams on steam for sure yeah probably the biggest the most high profile scam i think of, yeah. of gaming so far unless you can't star citizen of course huh? right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when are they gonna it. ship it dude when are they gonna ship game, it when's that cap? game coming out yeah so, uh, what'd you do this this last week? Watch the Game Awards. Yeah. Did you see um, uh, Modded Controller 360 on there? My favorite YouTuber? Yeah, my favorite YouTuber. <laughs> that was so weird. That was I, really weird. When they, when they announced him, I'm like, who? Yeah. And then it was Timothy Chalamet. So. You know what I think might have happened is he probably mm. had some jokes, but the devs always eat up all the time with their long speeches, you know, the uh, wrap it maybe. up comments, right? Maybe. Yeah. And then maybe, I don't know. That's that's what I was thinking because I was like, that's so weird to bring Timothy Chalamet out to announce the game of the year. Mm-hmm. Announce him as modded controller 360, which is sort of an inside joke. 
Like, I mean, I didn't know about it. You didn't know about it. It's it really is like you have to know a bunch of gaming trivia crap to know that he used to be a YouTuber before he was a world famous actor. Yeah, you mean like a couple videos? Yeah, he was trying to be a YouTuber, right? He was modding Xbox 360 controllers on YouTube, and just as a kid, he's still a young dude, so it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, uh, they didn't really fill in the joke, and he didn't either. So I think a lot of people were just just confused. Did his job, which I thought was fine. He was basically paid to be himself, which and just be there, which was I think a big criticism because there was this this year's Game Awards was fun. But it started to show some of the cracks, and maybe not cracks, but uh, the illusion that this is an award show was kind of front and center because a lot of people are starting to realize that this is just kind of mini E3 and the Game Awards is just Mm -hmm. tacked on there as more of an afterthought. But it's... I give them a little bit of a pass for all the marketing stuff, you know, where they're like, oh, Oh, are you going to announce the new, like, No Man's Sky type game? Oh, I'm so excited. But it's because otherwise nobody's going to tune in, right? Like if you announce right, right. the next No Man's Sky at Game Awards, okay, people tune in because they're like, what's the next big thing going to be? That's why people are watching. They're not watching for the Game Awards. I mean, there's, yeah. I'm there for the Game Awards too. But the big selling, the reason why it's getting more and more viewership every single year, it's, it's increasing almost exponentially. It's insane how many viewers they're getting. Um, is because people are there for the trailers. They, they, it's getting a hype for video games is fun. It's exciting. But... At the same time, uh, and I agree with this criticism, they they had that big sign that said, like, wrap it up uh, yeah. for all the developers. And they were given maybe a minute to be up there and talk. And some of them had, like, translators. So that was eating up time. And it's like, this is their moment. And you're like, we, we don't want to repeat. Yeah, it is a pretty long show, isn't it? It's like four. It was, it was a long show. Four but, plus hours or something. Yeah, it was like three and a half, four hours. Okay. And I get why he he probably put that there because last year there was uh, Christopher Judge and he yeah. returned and they made a little joke because he had an eight minute speech before. And then, uh, so they, they kind of, you know, joked about it at the beginning. I but saw then the COD joke was a good one. It was good. Yeah. Then they made that same joke of like wrap it up. But for it was like all the other developers that got the awards, right? It's like it was very, very brief where the music kicked in. It's like, just give them two minutes up there. Like, you don't need to, doesn't need to go that quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it's, it is kind of for the nerdy crowd too, because it's like, you look at the Academy Awards and everybody knows who like Keanu Reeves is, right? So if he pops up there, everybody's watching, they're excited. They've seen him in all their favorite movies, right? But the Game Awards, you don't know the dude, the guy who made the level for, like, The Legend of Zelda, right? You're like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, it's there's a lot less recognition, and they're kind of nerdy devs that get up there and are not, yeah. you know, they're not public speakers, and they're not, like, these big, usually not these big personalities like actors who maybe can entertain you and give you some long, interesting speech or something. And I'm not, in, I'm not you know interested in them entertaining me it's their moment and i feel like they should be able to thank the industry that allows them to yeah for sure the games right like give them a couple of minutes to be able to live in the spotlight i'd be down for a longer award show you know yeah i if it was a couple if it was like 15 extra minutes i think most people would be okay with that and the fact that also you could give each person an extra minute to talk about something yeah Yeah, you're trying to like wrap up your thanks for like developing 
an insanely complex game over the course of five years and like, okay, 60 seconds, go. You're like, yeah. uh, you, you were literally the game of the year. Everyone loved it. Here's a minute. It's like, yeah. And then yeah. there was, there was like smaller games, like indie game of the year. They, and maybe it was because they didn't have anyone in the audience that could have accepted the award. Who knows what the logistics of it was, but indie game of the year, they were just kind of brushed aside and it was just a like 30 seconds like, hey, and indie game goes to uh, yeah. I think it was Sea of Stars. And then they literally just moved on to the next one. Did, did Battlebit win something? I think they Battlebit didn't get anything. No, oh, they weren't okay. even nominated, unfortunately. Oh, wow. I'm sur- I was very surprised. Yeah. 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 It's um indie games should definitely be a bigger category because let's be honest, like they are probably a huge percentage of the overall game market at this point like yeah, not everybody's yeah. playing these big triple a titles but uh, the funding for that show probably comes from big industry right the indie game devs aren't pouring out tons of cash so right it is like you said an award show which is like okay there's an entertainment factor there's a, a marketing factor there's a big industry money factor and that'll be what it is but i think for the most part people agreed with um a lot of the selections and stuff i i didn't watch the whole show myself but i watched a lot of the like top picks and stuff like that and i was like as i said it it was a lot of fun and these are only minor complaints because i'm there for the trailers too like i find it all to be really fun uh the one that i didn't agree with though and this one felt a little weird Mm -hmm. is best ongoing game went to cyberpunk Mm. and i'm not saying cyberpunk isn't fantastic i think it's actually phenomenal now but best ongoing? Like, really? You did a DLC and you fixed the game? That feels weird. And I feel like some other games probably deserved it significantly more than them fixing the game that they promised and then delivering a DLC. Yeah, I feel like there's some games that have been around a lot longer and have more long-term dedicated player bases. Like, Fortnite was in that category. And I know like people like to meme on <laughs> Fortnite, but... Fortnite yeah, let's be honest. Fortnite has been dropping of people the content lately. Yeah, yeah, and like, they, and they didn't win. They 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 lost to Cyberpunk. Maybe so. they maybe they were making a political choice, right? Which is like, oh, if you maybe. pick Fortnite, you're just gonna get trolled by the internet, right? Like, I mean, maybe. It's but not it's, cool to pick the most popular game in the world. But right? that's the whole point. It's my <laughs> yeah yeah. I don't know. Uh, what, so, a, what about the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Salt? Oh, so a lot of, so I think Spider-Man got nominated like six or seven times. And it didn't, didn't get anything, this, right? It didn't get, it didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah. At and all. You, I didn't play it, but you, when, when you talked about that on the podcast, you were raving about I it. I loved it. No, yeah. I thought, I thought, I, I still think it's fantastic. I, now that I've stepped back away from the honeymoon phase a little bit, I can start to recognize some of the issues, like the combat itself shares a lot of similarities from the first one. You're doing a lot of the same moves. The third act felt a little rushed and like it had, it had some problems. They played it very safe. It was a very mm-hmm. safe game. And I think because of that, that probably is why, considering there was so many other fantastic games that came out this year, they didn't win anything. Uh, but then there's people online now on Twitter and everywhere who are like showcasing gameplay, gameplay, which is more like cinematic cutscenes from Spider-Man and comparing that to like Baldur's Gate. They're like, how did Baldur's Gate beat Spider-Man? Like, oh, look at how yeah. much more visually yeah. impressive this is. It's like, well, that's... Not it's a, what it's gaming a quick is. time animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah. Spider-Man gets thrown through buildings and does all this cool stuff, you're like, well, that looked neat, but I wasn't like doing stuff while that was happening, you know? But like, 
to Spider-Man's credit, like it is incredible. And there is yeah. a lot of the times where you are controlling it. Like it is, I, like I said, I still think it's fantastic, but there are other just incredible games that released. And I agree that those yeah. other games deserve to win when the, the, the tough year, the, man, tough, tough yeah. competition for anybody trying to like get an award this year. Cause uh, 2023, as we've talked about before is like this insane year for gaming. It's just like, you look at Baldur's Gate uh, at the game of the year nominees and you're like, well, they all kind of deserve it to an extent. These would all yeah. could have won in a different year, but they all just came out in the same year. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, I, they're all doing fine. I think all the games are selling like hotcakes. They all made their mm -hmm. money back. They're not, they're not hurting too much, you know? So ultimately it's game award drama at the end of the day, but I'm glad that the game award show seems like it's getting a lot more, publicity than it used to because it did used to be in my opinion way less talked about and way less interesting entertaining to watch yeah i do think that jeff's doing a better job each year i think he, yeah i mean with, without some setbacks this year i think yeah he's he's yeah. he's started to perfect it a bit more yeah. his craft <clears throat> uh and swifty mentioned that jeff said that the timer was too short this year for the speeches so they'll probably remedy yeah it he, he recognized it yeah hopefully that means that they'll address it yeah. Did you see? Did you see the Call of Duty devs were upset about uh, Christopher Judge's comment? Um, I didn't see that they were upset, <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> what, did they say something online on yeah, Twitter? Appar apparently, there was some devs who were not too happy about him making a little, a little, you know, a little dig at Call of Duty campaign being so short and. Yeah. Uh, he did also yeah. go another company I'd never work for, you know, which right. was uh, so. To their credit, it felt a little weird to be at an award show for games that is supposed to be celebrating games to yeah. make fun of another game. That yeah, yeah, wasn't even nominated, so that that did feel a little. But it's like at the same time, it's it was a joke. Yeah, and also it's COD. Like, I mean, there's a lot of talented people and passionate people that work at those companies, but it's the big dog, right? Everybody takes a poke at the big dog. You're on right. top. You just got to take your your jabs here and there, you can't right? Be thin, you can't be too thin-skinned about it. And I get why yeah. they, you know, I get why people that are attached to a product or attached to a, uh, you know, the thing that they're working on because they're working on it. They're they're passionate about it. Like, yeah. they, they feel a bit of their identity associated with it. So it's yeah. understandable why they were a little upset, but... And Man. it's not their fault that the campaign sucked and was a no, bunch of, of course not garbage, but you know, it's, but also you could then argue like, well, then why even make a comment? Cause you know, it's not your fault. Cause it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a joke, but yeah, I've, everybody's going to get a little upset about stuff. Um, I do find it somewhat funny. Did you see the, um, so there's, we played the finals a bit last, last week. It, it launched the seventh also, I think. Yeah, it was, it was literally the night of the yeah, Game Awards. Same, yeah, Game Awards show, so 7th or 8th, like, just around that time. We played it. I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I think it's great, but you kind of mentioned this while we were playing, and then I noticed there was actually a lot of... It's actually a mixed-reviewed game right now, because Is people it? were saying that the movement speed has been changed a lot since the open beta, and you kind of mentioned that you felt like it was slower, and this is... It's mostly positive now. Okay, mostly positive. Okay, it was mixed right when it launched because I guess people were upset about the movement, but it's been clarified since then, so maybe that's what's changed it. The 
default FOV was changed and the movement speed was never changed. So Ah, uh, so it gave you, the appearance that you were you were moving slower. Exactly. If you have a narrower FOV in a first person shooter game, you, it feels like you're moving slower if you have a yeah. wider fov it feels like you're zooming past the world around you yeah if you, if you just like looks yeah. like you're going through like space and time yeah yeah so there was a lot of criticism online saying the game feels way slower now like these classes don't play as well as they did before why did you change the speed so much it was like much better in beta and the devs were like uh we, we didn't, didn't we didn't change anything and they're, <laughs> they're looking touch it. Yeah. they're trying to figure it out and they go oh i guess we changed the default fov so anyone who hasn't gone in and changed their fov it's going to feel mm -hmm. slower so just go in and crank that fov up which i think is kind right. of funny but it is interesting to see how the fov perception really changes a huge element of your overall gameplay feel and perception I also think that they it was downvoted so much at the beginning was because the first couple hours were pretty rough. Uh, like servers just were not responding. Oh, it was yeah, super laggy, yeah. and it was it it got short to me. Up it's pretty wild quickly. to downvote a game in yeah. the first twenty four hours. You're that's, like, give it a what second. I was that was Give what I was saying too. Give the free to play game a second. The free to play yeah. game that's topping over hundred k players on launch day. A second to sort out its servers. D the Diablo games have never had smooth launches. Like any major title has almost always had server hiccups on day one. Like, right. And, and I think it's fine to bring it up. And yeah. but it, it, especially if they're lasting for multiple days. Yeah. Like after day that first four, day. Go ahead, drop your review, you know, whatever. Right. But yeah. if it's within the first couple of hours and you're already giving it a negative review, people jump to conclusions very quickly. And uh, it does look bad on a game when there's so many negative reviews. And it's like, when it, especially yeah. when it gets resolved very quickly directly after that. So mm -hmm. um, what are you think thinking those, about the game, man? I think it's I think it's great. Uh, I played it literally last night. I think I, <laughs> I like it a lot. It's a ton of fun. I do think there's some balance issues. Yeah, they uh, the shields are incredibly powerful. They uh, are. They're very, very strong. The and meta of dropping onto the point at the last second with some heavies and some shields, yep. and then one dude like steals the cash, and you're like, "Well, I was just gunning him down with an M60 like endlessly, and I couldn't break the shield in time." So, yeah, that, and there are you. There is like the argument that you could have just thrown a glitch grenade on them, which is like essentially EMP, yeah. which would get rid of all of their ability to use any gadget whatsoever. All they can use is their primary weapon. But the thing is, is like there's only one class, which is a light class. Uh, yeah. has access to the glitch grenade and everyone else is just kind of out of luck i guess if they're going to run on the objective you could have put down a glitch mine on it instead of yeah so it, it's we'll have to wait and see how the meta kind of shifts yeah. around a bit it's right? too early to tell yeah yeah i i'm loving it too man i think it's i really hope the finals becomes like that movement shooter that people have been that, that some of the crowd wants and is easy enough for people who maybe aren't quite as up on movement shooters to get into. Like, yeah. you can play the heavy class and not have to be wall jumping and parkouring no. your way around the map and still do pretty good. Like, the heavy is one of my favorite classes. I, yeah, I like it too. And what's great is that you can you can have that more stationary play style. I was playing with some buds and they would put down the trophy system to grab grenades. I would put down a bunch of shields and then we would just we would just like hunker down yeah. and just wait and it was it was working very well because they none of their grenades were getting in and does the trophy shoot do rpgs yep. yep oh man yeah 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 that could be quite fun kind of counters yeah. a lot of the the opening wave of an assault really and then Correct. they're like yeah you gotta shoot us good luck guys yep and then so they could go through the walls and flank you which is what makes the final so fun 
Um, yeah. Which they have absolutely increased the destructibility in that game. It is insane. So insane, dude. Like <laughs> an explosion happens and then like this massive building starts to just like shake and crumble and then like it's yeah. wild. Yeah, when the little, little buildings come down, you're like, I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah. Like it happens yeah. every now and then when you knock out all the supports for a giant building and then the whole thing comes down. You're like, what's happening? But and, now yeah. it's it's they they've definitely bumped it up since the betas for sure, which yeah. makes it exciting. But it also makes it even more chaotic because you now have to traverse over all of this rubble and good luck. <laughs> It you is know. funny when the, the actual deposit box is like underneath piles of rubble and yep. you're like stuck under there trying to move and like, I'm stuck in the rubble guys. Uh, I need yeah. to get out. And like, it's funny. I almost don't mind it to the extent that I'm like, well, I don't know what the solution is, but I'm just happy that there is this level of destruction. And sometimes you get stuck in it because it's just crazy. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't need to be hyper competitive. It can just be a fun mechanic. And I don't think every game needs to be yeah. you know, esports. Well, I think the most fun I was having playing it was when we were just memeing, you know, just yeah. doing like turret builds and just stupid strategies. And, yep. you know, what happens if everybody goes like stealth light class or something? Yeah, it didn't work that well, but it had some really fun it moments fun, or something. Though. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a blast, and uh, I hope everybody go download the finals. It's free, right? Just go try it if you haven't already. Um, Agreed. The return of the arena shooter, potentially. Potentially. Potentially ish. I think it's, I think it's going to depend on how many updates. There's only four maps, and for some reason, I only get Monaco, and it really pisses me off because mm. Monaco is probably my least favorite. It's oh, the, it's my it's, most favorite. Really? really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you like it because yeah. I. I don't mind it, but out of all the other ones, it's my least favorite. Like, I don't think there's a bad map. I don't think it's bad, yeah. but I just think the other ones are more interesting. And especially, uh, there's a lot less variety, I feel like, on Monaco because most of the combat is inside of those buildings. And mm -hmm. if you don't have a class or you just don't like that play style where it's all yeah, just really that's confined. Fair. That's fair. You don't really have Except much. for up on the platforms, which is like a yeah. completely different thing. But you right. can't control where it's going to be. So sometimes it's not on the platforms at all. Yeah. So if you don't like that play style as much, you don't have many ways of working around it to your, yeah, to your preference. Yeah, that's a fair critique. I think maybe having more, I, I, it still surprises me a bit that they don't let you change your classes once you've like locked into them. Because especially for maps your class might not be a great choice, you know? Well, you can, you can change your class. You can change your weapons beginning. and stuff, but you, you can change your class at the beginning. Like, so when you see what map it is, you can but, choose. Oh, can you before the, yeah. if you're in a tournament? Um, so if you're in a tournament, it's the same map every single round. So it never uh, changes to another map. So at the very, very beginning, I do believe I'm almost hundred percent positive. You can change okay. your class. Yeah. Interesting. So you, you just you have can choose to choose your loadout. Yeah. I, I still wish like, teams could adapt if they're like oh my god we barely made it through last round let's switch our classes for the next round yeah because this strategy clearly isn't working or like if you're in a 1v1 at the end of the round right you might really want to change up your 1v1 strategy versus your 4v4 strategy right mm -hmm. I think it right. would make sense to try and add that in there to some degree or just to I don't, like, make, I don't think that would be too bad. Yeah. Just not in the middle of a round being able to switch yeah. from a light to a heavy. Yeah. I think I'm fine with committing fine. at for for a round and then changing it up between rounds is cool too. Yeah. 
Also, um, so, we were talking with June, who's one of the devs on the game, and he was he was telling us how like how much work it is to do a single level because of the destruction. Right, yeah. every asset has to have like ten times the amount of work as any other game because it's got to break apart in like twenty different ways under mm-hmm. different circumstances. And it's like, yeah, that's why we've got like a whole bunch of the same buildings in Monaco because to make one is crazy difficult, really, really time intensive. Yeah. That and that's that's a legitimate critique, but it's still only four maps and gamers don't care at all about how hard it is because it's still only four maps. At the end of the day, yeah. they're going to want content. So I'm hopeful that they can release new content on a fairly regular basis. And if they can do that, I think this game yeah. uh, might might be able to test. Um, yeah, might be able to succeed. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit and and argue the counter strike route, which is like people just play the same maps in Counter-Strike over and over and over and yeah, over and over true. again. So di- I would rather them, like, I, I do think it needs more maps, but rather than trying to, like, pump the game full of maps, I'd rather them have, like, seven extremely dialed-in maps versus, like, 20 mediocre or whatever No, no, maps. I, I yeah. do agree. But four, yeah. I don't think you can... Yeah, It's yeah. hard to get around that it's only four. Yeah, I think they they almost certainly have more maps planned and part of... The development goal for the game, I would imagine, would be let's see how much revenue is coming in because it's mm-hmm. a free-to-play game and yep. you spend money for cosmetics and the battle pass, essentially. So that's the only way they can generate money. It's a big question mark for them, right? Is how Usually those games make all their money off of like 5% of the player base. So it's a tough financial model to follow. So... Hopefully they'll dial it in, figure out what works for them, and then from there gauge how much more content they're going to continue adding to the game based on how financially successful it is. And they've given themselves a platform to really be creative and to do whatever they want with it because you're playing a game inside of a game, so you can literally do anything. Yeah, which I is love neat. my favorite thing is how people just explode into coins when you kill them. Yeah. Like, yeah. it looks awesome too. Yeah, it's a fantastic way to sort of get around the rating system a bit and kind of tone that down. So it's like, oh, it's a violent game, but is it really? We all just explode into golden coins, right? And and still have it look awesome at the same time because it almost looks like a rag doll. Like if someone's running forward and then all the coins just fall forward. Yeah, it looks it looks great, and they bounce off of the walls and stuff. Yeah, it looks, it looks very good. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm I'm excited about it, and I want to get back in. I think my biggest critique of the game is that red freaking background, dude. Like, <laughs> it gave me when we were playing. It gave me a migraine. No, really? Joke. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just wow. You see it so often. Loading rounds, prep rounds, whatever. Like, I don't mind stylistically if you want it as the default, but dear God, give me an option that's like migraine mode enabled or something because <laughs> it's just like this giant screen mode i was watching uh, a clip of my stream and whenever it's that screen my whole face is bright red because the screen is just like beaming red light at me the whole Your monitor's time just too nice yeah well i think they just need to tone it down man they i mean because you you've never seen it in any game probably for a reason because people yeah. be like oh what uh this. it's too much yeah yeah a little bit too much stylistically looks really cool uh functionality wise gives me a freaking headache man yeah give me an option around it no what else you playing uh i played a game called once human speaking of a survival mmo Mm -hmm. 
once human actually is a survival uh zombie kind of mmo that i haven't even heard of it delivers yeah i so i i mean i feel like i'm at the ground level here you know yeah just, man just should, working I, through should the i weeds. buy now like is this no, a no, buy? No, buy now it's okay. it's it's in beta currently okay. i think the beta is going on for a while so if you want to dip your toes in um but it reminds me of god how do you describe this game so it's you basically get to create your super hot character. I think it might be Chinese developers. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Korean. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but you make your super hot character and you drop into this world where you then need to make it kind of reminds me of oh, what would you what would you mix this to like Daisy meets like almost new world in some ways where you okay. have you have to scavenge for resources. Um, so you're getting your, like your normal survival stuff. You're getting wood. You're finding copper and stones, and you build your little house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the early zones are um, pretty basic. You there's a couple enemies and stuff around. There's there's um, points of interest around the map where if you clear them and you get the things, you get rewarded for that. Uh, actually, it's like Daisy meets Vampire. No, V Rising. You remember V Rising? Kind of. Yeah. Top down, you play as a vampire. You go yeah. around okay. points of interest. And what's cool about it, and the reason why I referenced that game, is that to progress so that you can get higher level um, upgrades, it's kind of like perks and stuff like that, you kind of choose your build almost, and if like, I want to be the builder of my team, or I want to be the guy that focuses on making meds for my team, um, you need to go kill a boss. So there are bosses and things like that. Uh, oh, cool. bosses. Yeah. yeah. Um, the boss was interesting it it was okay uh we failed the first one the first time we tried it took us an hour and Damn. we failed because we didn't bring enough ammo and mm. it was kind of frustrating but then when we were actually prepared it took us like 15 minutes so it was okay. it was a little bullet spongy um but it's a pretty well done third person kind of there's it's, there's pve and then there's going to be pvp later on uh in the later zones so there will eventually be some pvp i don't know how that's going to play because uh, it was a little stuttery for other players that we saw running around. So I don't know how that combat's really going to function. Mm-hmm. But um, you can you can make really cool-looking buildings. Um, yeah, the graphics look good. Yeah, and it was a very pleasant surprise. Maybe it was because I went into it with literally no expectations and then seeing the similarities to other games and it's done fairly well, uh, it you know surprise me and that's why i'm so enthusiastic about it i don't think it's a 10 out of 10 uh it's clearly still in beta as i said there's like lag and there's some issues with it mm-hmm. uh you'd have to like relog all the time to fix some bugs but comparing it to the day before it is like a night and day difference in terms of quality <laughs> anything compared to the day before yeah well it's just it's just that, the fact that that game had just come out and then i was playing this beta instead yeah and it was it was clear that this was yeah. significantly better and delivering on the promise of like an open world yeah. it's a MMO game style. that wants to succeed essentially yeah <laughs> yes well that's cool <laughs> i'm a, i'm gonna kind of look it up a bit after after the podcast man because it does the graphics actually look really impressive it is, a little, it, it is a little funny though because at the beginning you drop in and you're supposed to do like quests that they're trying to like teach you the game but because yeah. it's open world you so it's like build a, a camp 
right? Yeah. And so you see everywhere there's player camps. You just like nice. drop in. You're like, uh, what am I looking? I like, it looks very odd. Well, that is like New World, right? When you're just right. running along the trail and there's like a billion little campfires right. and tents exactly. everywhere. And you're like, oh, this looks awful. You know? Yeah. And so I think that's going to get resolved when people start to move further into the world and they start to, yeah. you know, place their bases down. They'll probably uh, like others. write in some despawn code in the new, in the... Newbie so area. if you if you don't manage and you don't bring your base resources, it will slowly degrade and disappear. So it's one of those games like uh, God, what Rust does that, yeah. where if you don't put enough resources in, it will disappear after a while. Cool. Well, that's I liked cool. It. Yeah, I'm glad that they're they're working on some more games like that. It's wild how the whole industry has shifted towards. These sort of survivally games, you know, mm -hmm. crafty survivally games. They're fun. Yeah, they are cool. It's wild how many different takes you can take. Devs want to make on the same genre to an extent, where they're like, "Okay, uh -huh. well, what if this happened instead of that?" And you're like, "Okay, yeah, let's make a game around that." And you're like, "Wow, yeah. you're really just changing like two elements, and it's a new game now." And they're technically in a story, but it's super like weird, and mm. it's, it's like it's, it's very strange. And, <laughs> but there's a lot of different enemies, which is cool. Yeah. Um, there's some pretty unique enemies. It reminds me of control. So there's one enemy that has a suitcase almost as a head and like weird, like a weird tongue coming out of it <laughs> and you kill it. And then you can take the head and use the head as like a gun. Um, you can pick up like lamps and stuff around the map and it will shoot out like beams at, uh, these weird, creatures and it sounds weird yeah as it is it sounds very weird yeah it reminded me a lot of control in that sense where there's this 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 kind of like oddity to it um because it's not it's not zombies there's ghouls and odd creatures but i liked it okay i'm gonna check it out dude I'm checking it, it out it. what did you um so kind of going back to the game awards a little bit but the announcement of light no fire <laughs> was what did you think man i'm excited what's his name I, sean something sean murray i think sean murray the creator of no man's sky got mm -hmm. up on stage got to do his his reveal for his new five years in the making uh light no fire which mm -hmm. i guess you could meme call it the uh oh man there was a great meme name for it it was like no man's skyrim i think that's what it was Okay. No I Man's mean, Skyrim. Fair. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. it's basically No Man's Sky, but on one, one planet. endless planet, potentially, or just massive planet that just feels endless. Just absolutely gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just made a planet, and that's where you play. Uh, it's, and it's, it's essentially fantasy. he he described it as being bigger than Earth, but it's actually it would take like if you wanted to run from one side over to the other, it would take you forever because it's the yeah. size or bigger well, also, than Earth. Also, even if it was Earth, like why do you need to go bigger than yeah, Earth? Yeah, why does it need to be bigger than that? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're having just an unbelievable amount of people. So you think like, we everyone on the planet's going to be playing Yeah, we don't game? even populate every corner of Earth, right? Oh, like, yeah. There's entire forests and deserts where right, nobody, and right. oceans that nobody right. is hanging out in. Yeah. Exactly. But it looks interesting. I think the one 
obviously the concern I have is that he likes to overpromise. No Man's Sky yeah. when it originally came out was a disaster. <laughs> and to their credit, and it's been incredible. They have they've stuck with it. They've so many free updates. They've really shored things up, and it's now one of the most beloved games. I feel like yeah. people still play it. It's incredibly popular, and I think they deserve all the praise for sticking with it. Um, but people do remember ten yeah. years ago how bad it was, and yeah, it was were, one of the biggest launch upsets of that entire time yeah. period and became mm-hmm. a meme for years you know it was like and the deservedly so cautionary tale of uh showing trailers that do not represent the gameplay which you know is basically <laughs> is what we spent the whole start of the podcast talking before, about kind yeah. of vibes right now uh-huh yeah so i don't think it's gonna be i don't think they're gonna run the same problems that it, yeah. uh, no man's sky had because they've got so much time they're and clearly so using much. the no man's sky engine as well yes. right yeah, so it they looks like it they solved all the problems with no man's sky they're continuing to develop no man's sky i feel like it should be said is like the studio's not doing this instead of no man's sky they're like oh no this is like a small 12 man team that's been working for the f- past five years on this project and we're just doing it adjacent to no man's sky which has got most of the dev resources focusing on it So using that same engine and all the problems that they solved and figured out and getting, you know, people able to play with each other and see each other and run missions together, you're like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense in a fantasy environment to a degree because instead of getting on spaceships and seeing nobody in space and landing on planets with nobody at the planet is if you do it in a fantasy world, the odds of you running into somebody else are significantly higher, you know, and what I liked from the trailer was just like this one scene where they're going into like some castle or something and there's just like a bunch of bunny knights like knelt yeah. down with their spears and I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to, yeah, I'm Mind in. Me, reminds me of Redwall, which is what my name is based off of. So. Yeah. Oh, dude, this could be your main. This could, could be, be your my main game, game, baby. I could You're role play as my character, knight. yeah. Oh, yeah. You would be what, a mouse or something? Yeah, it was a mouse. Yeah. Mouse Timio. Or Matimio. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the one concern that would be great concern. if you, there was a Redwall game and your name was Mouse Timio in it, and people are like, go. yeah, it, now it doesn't make sense ever, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one thing he brought up was that, and I, it doesn't. So he says there's going to be mountains that are going to be miles high, and you can you, you can climb those mountains. And my first thought is. Why would I want to climb the mountain? Like, it's cool, the idea that this is going to be on a massive scale and you're going to be able to explore every every inch of this world. That's that's cool in theory. But going to, like, Starfield, where it's like, yeah, I can go to these moons and I can explore them, but why do I want to explore or why do I want to climb a mountain that is miles high? What is the point? Because mm-hmm. of the vista at the top? Like, I'm still just playing a video game, Right. I'm not actually climbing it physically yeah. for the challenge. So I don't know how that is a selling point. And I don't know why devs keep acting like that is a selling point anymore. Yeah. I No, you're, you're totally right because it's not difficult to do in any game engine now. Unreal, right. Unity, whatever. Get out there. Paint your little landscaping tools. There's a giant mountain. You can climb it. Cool. And uh, then the gameplay they showed of the mountains didn't look 
they like, didn't the do visuals anything of the mountain, they didn't look great right like they looked fine but they yeah. it wasn't like i wasn't like blown away it was like, no man's man, sky detail. visuals right it was exactly. no man's sky fantasy visuals which right is a very stylized game it and does I'm, look better than no man's sky yeah i think yeah i think i mean you kind of want to take a page out of like uh some of the zelda game books right because zelda yeah. games have these big mountains but you'll see a beacon of light and you'll be like what the heck is that and then you'll climb the mountain and there'll be like some temple or dungeon or something and you'll get a cool new item and ability and it changes where you can get to and all this stuff so if they can do more stuff like that and create well, these hidden temples and dungeons and areas to fight but that's cool. the thing how do you populate an entire planet yeah worth of content that is not repeating or organic like, yeah. i don't know how they're you gonna really be able to have do to, that i know because it's 12 devs right so clearly they didn't populate an entire planet there's no way i mean the procedural tech is very good and generating procedural assets is an art form in itself just to make it yeah. look real and not have all these weird glitched out areas that have got like all the wrong vegetation clumped up in the wrong like that takes a long time to dial that in it does but then you got to go in and you got to hand paint some stuff you got to get in there and make the points of interest feel like there's a point to them as opposed and to may, and maybe there's the same dungeon random generated dungeon from whatever it's not really that exciting and maybe the gameplay will become will come from the players and the yeah. interaction with players more than necessarily the content that they've created and it will just it will just facilitate that gameplay between yeah. each other what's that but, um what's that like kind of god i don't even know how to describe it because there's no other game i've played like this but it's like a a shooter where you have to invade somebody else's dungeon that they built and then extract with the reese it's like this weird dystopian sci-fi thing Oh, I didn't like it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. I forgot what it's called. I, I forgot too, unfortunately. I do yeah. know what you're referring to. It's kind of a puzzle game where you you someone creates a base yeah. and they have all these traps and then you have to get through those traps. Um, yeah. But it's, it's like the harder difficulty is like straight up a puzzle where yeah. it's like, nope, that wasn't how you do it. This was a trap as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like a thousand things trying to kill you. Yeah. They could do something like that in this open world game where you get to a dungeon, but it's like a player made dungeon. Mm, yeah. Right. That could be kind of interesting because what I liked about the this game that we can't remember the name of uh we're, we're great pod gaming podcasters by the way very professional remember that game where it was like uh you know like a dungeon thingy um uh -huh. what i liked about that is the dungeons would get rated reviewed there'd be enough people playing them where it could throw you good quality dungeons regularly like you weren't like running into like somebody's first dungeon that sucks you know and like you're like well that was easy or dumb or boring or whatever like so this type of game could use some sort of system like that where it's like, okay, say the dungeon is just like a cave in the side of a mountain and then whatever spawned on the other side of that cave is like a player made asset, right? And it loads in the super challenging dungeon or the, or something like that. Yeah. I think there's a lot you can do with player created assets and these devs seem like the people that would want to take advantage of it because they seem to be all about taking procedural de generation to the limit and then letting players create the content, right? Because that kind right. of is No Man's Sky to an extent is you're mostly making your own you're content. Bu you're building your own bases, you're exploring and you're building your own ships and yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be cool, especially if you could make a, a 
uh, kind of rust it out and make your own fortress or something, and then to get in that to steal your stuff. That is also big. A big critique in No Man's Sky is that it, is that it has so many things, but it's all very shallow. Yeah. Oh, I for the record, I cannot play No Man's Sky. I <laughs> I load it up and I'm like, well, am I just supposed to keep mining crap until I can up? <laughs> like that. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. Fair. And other people are like, I love this game. It's my favorite game ever. And I'm just Best. like, I would rather just stare at a wall, man. Like. <laughs> But I can appreciate it from a tech level. It's just one of those games that I'm like, this one was not made for me. Yeah. I need to go shoot at something, which I guess you can do in that game, but it's not particularly rewarding. I hear <sighs> you. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, um, you watch anything good lately? No, I've been just, Just no. gaming, bro. You're gaming, gamer. baby. Gaming. Just gaming. I watched The Killer, which is like Michael... The Killer. Yeah, it's a Michael Fassbender movie. I haven't seen oh, him in yeah. anything was that for a while. I liked it, but I, I see that there's like kind of a, a discrepancy where some people are like, this movie sucks, I hate it, and other people are like, this is super cool and interesting. It's like, um, it's a Hitman style movie, so he plays basically a gun for hire, some dude who's paid to go take out a vip somewhere and he works through like an agency right and it's mm -hmm. but it's sort of like there's cool action sequences in it but they're not like john wick action it's more or less like oh there's some cool fight scenes here and there but most of the movie is about the logistics in between doing hits so it's like a lot of like oh i need to buy this thing on amazon to hawk hack this lock at this building and then i need to like buy a key card like uh printer and steal this dude's key card and then i need to like uh go rent a van at the rental service and then get like a trash bin and all the supplies from home depot and then for like disposing of a body and like <laughs> m like 70 percent of the movie is that and really yeah but i like it for some reason it's like okay. it's very entertaining because instead of watching like it's not it's less about the actual hit per se like uh -huh. when, when he goes in the and prep work into it yeah it's like the prep work and it makes the hit in a way more interesting because you're like hmm why is he buying this big trash bin you're trying to figure it out you're like oh i bet he's gonna like do all this stuff and then when he gets into like a building it's it's all very clever he bought the janitor suit he copied the key card he gets through the door with a big trash bin kills the guy puts his body in the trash bin takes him out of the building like there's all these kind of clever things that you're piecing things together along the way. You're like, well, why is he buying all that stuff? Or why did he get that? And then, or like, and then there's the reveal, right? Yeah. My favorite part of the movie is when he just buys something on Amazon with like overnight <laughs> shipping. Cause he's like, uh, I need something to hack this like digital, like garage lock thing. So he just buys the like hacker on Amazon. <laughs> wow. I was like, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I guess like, well, he's not going to buy it from a, an electronic store. Cause those don't exist those anymore. Those don't exist anymore. So he's just waiting for an Amazon package to arrive. And you know, it's a lot of kind of monologue talk of him just going through his routines. He's kind of OCD, right? Uh-huh. Uh, he's got his little routines before he kills people. And I enjoyed as, it. As I you do, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was a so fun, it, so different it was a fun take. Movie? Yeah. I thought it was a good take on what would otherwise have been more of a, a traditional hitman type movie mm -hmm. or something like that. So cool. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. I haven't really been watching anything lately. I've just been playing games. I've been playing, uh, against the storm, which is a city builder roguelike. I may have talked about this before. And now Basically, I don't think so. 
Yeah, basically, it's a it's a game where you it's it's a city, it's a city builder. So you start off in a glade, and you need to chop down a bunch of trees so you can expand into other glades. This gives you more resources, but you're not sure what resources you're gonna get. Um, when you say it's glade, it's like just a it's patch like of... a meadow inside okay. of like so gotcha. basically think like a yeah a meadow inside of a bunch of like a forest, right? And you have to cut through the trees to get to other places where you can uh, find more resources. And then you need to build appropriately. And you're not sure what buildings are going to unlock along the way. So you have to adapt your strategy. So each time you play, you you can't you can't tackle it the same way each time. And um, it's kind of fun. Um, it's tough and it's slow, but I, I enjoy it. it. I think it just came out in 1.0. So it's... It's it's content. It's complete now. Uh, so much. It's, it's, it takes a long time. There's a lot of content and a ton of upgrades. Um, so if you really like it, you could. I could see someone spending hundreds of hours yeah. really kind of diving in. It's called Against but the Storm. It's called Against the Storm. Yeah. Okay. It's really chill. It's like constantly Google. raining. It's always raining in game, and it has this like very relaxed vibe. Well, as relaxed as it can be, because you are on a bit of a timer to kind of looks like warcraft 3 yeah that's actually uh, a, a good way of describing the graphics yeah i like it a little cutesy but yeah. um i'm always down like for this builders. type of city builders with like a different twist you know like as, yeah. as opposed to uh, city what city skylines city too skylines. where it's just like just build the you big just city keep building uh, so essentially everything is disposable you hmm. so when you when you build when you build your settlement you're just trying to reach your goal. You're just trying to get whatever the requirement is to get you to that, to be successful. And then once you can keep playing, if you want, if you want to build like a giant, you know, city and keep expanding, you can do that. Uh, but you're not going to get anything more for it. It's more of just for fun. And it's just about restarting and going on another challenge into another city. That's cool. Cause I think some of the most fun parts of the city builders are at the start and the initial yep. planning and all that. And then when you mm -hmm. get, a giant city you're sort of like well i've perfected my design do i really want to go in and demo stuff and rebuild areas or right do i just want to do the fun part of the game again so roguelike yep. makes a lot of sense with the city builder it's pretty unique i've never seen a roguelike <laughs> city builder before hmm. i was playing around with um i think it's called age of darkness a little bit it's which is oh, like oh yeah i've heard about that it's kind of like um what's that other game there will there are billions or something like that yeah. where you just make a big defense fortress and yeah I'll, you're like it's a simple concept and then all of a sudden you're like god i'm like 40 50 hours into this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah because yep. it's fun when you have the city builder and then the premise of like oh you're gonna get attacked or something now you gotta really build you're like oh man i got time and uh, how am i gonna build the fortifications right and it becomes a little bit of tower defense a little bit of sim city and good times man I like nice. I've always wanted to try it. I just never got around to it. It's not bad. I don't know how it holds up to other stuff, but I just enjoyed the aesthetic. Speaking of, of They Are Billions, I hope they're those developers are working on something else because I like the premise of They Are Billions. It was just a little one note <clears throat> for me. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how they can have evolved those games because um, Age of Darkness felt like pretty much inspired directly from that. And I think uh -huh. it had some cooler nuance elements to it and like it gave you a reason to sort of go out into the darkness and uh like try and acquire resources and shut down these demon portals or whatever before and that would help you survive the next wave and 
So it kind of gave you incentives to sort of have an attack and defend phase and try and make it to the very final wave and stuff like that. But after you figured out the best strategies, you're like, well, I guess that's that's the game. I guess I'm done with it now because I sort of mastered the defensive strategy. Um, yeah. Nice. You want to hear about Star Citizen, baby? Absolutely not. Well, that's good because no, yeah, nothing, me, nothing happened. Hit me with it. No, oh, okay. Uh, no, nothing much happened. Everybody's waiting on the three dot twenty two patch, which is still Woo! in testing. Um, they leaked some videos Woo! of some cool upcoming features. There's allegedly Jason just skyped me. There's some new spaceships. And the new 3.22 patch, they don't, need, are, they don't need any more spaceships. They, I, I actually agree with you on this front because they keep coming out with ships where they're like, "Here's a new feature," and you're like, "Well, that, that's okay." They don't need any more. Yeah, you're like get the rest. Of, I'll, I'll enjoy this when the star map is working properly. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm. I mean, I'm the there people with that you. are working on spaceships aren't the same people working on everything else, but still, you don't need any more. Yeah. Well, they, they do for funding. Right, because that's what they sell. They sell spaceships. They don't sell features anymore. They used to sell features, but <laughs> I get it. I get it. I don't. I don't. I don't like it, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, well, what I wonder one day is somebody's going to pop into Star Citizen five years from now, ten years uh -huh. from now, and there's going to be like a thousand ships and they're just gonna be like i don't understand anything because i have to yep. learn what a thousand different ships do hopefully it'll be relatively straightforward and it'll just be like uh this is a light fighter that don't yeah whatever don't worry about it. it's a light fighter shoot it yeah have fun yeah nothing nothing exciting to report there i think they're winding down for the holidays for the most part so There'll be a little quality of life patch that drops. It and is. Then... It is December. These punks, man, just work people, through the people, holidays. People wanting to spend time with their friends and family. Yeah, Ridiculous. I blame Europe with all their holidays. And... <laughs> no, no. I wish. I wish we had more stuff like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well. <laughs> We're self-employed, bro. Give yourself a holiday, Matt. I do. And I do give myself holidays every once in a while for taking some time off for Christmas. And, oh, uh, have you I did... now? Yeah. What's the every... most, what are the most days you've taken off in a row? Uh, one. For real? For real. Dear God, in the last how many years? I can't even remember. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is wild, dude. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I've yeah since I became a dad I had to start taking weekends off which you should yeah um and then if it's a big holiday or something like uh winter break or something you know doing something yeah. with the family so it's like a week it's off hang sometimes. out with the hang out with the uh, the fam yeah none of that for you though man you're just you're just well, I don't I don't have a wife or k kids so I kind of just don't really have anything <laughs> I don't have anything level cap. I'm going to send you a large <sighs> puzzle. Oh, okay. Don't do that. <laughs> don't you want to be a puzzle guy, Matt? Come no, on. No, I don't want to be that weird puzzle guy. Hey, guys, you want to do a puzzle together? You could, oh, you could stream it. You could oh, be the puzzle streamer. Maybe there there's an go. angle there, dude. Maybe. I think that's an untapped market. Yeah. You just talk about stuff. Oh, you could be like... um. What's the, what's the crap where the people whisper into the microphones? Like, ASMR? Yeah, you could be ASMR puzzle guy. There you go. Microphone right up against the puzzle. The new pieces. the new trend on uh, Twitch is people uh, basically are. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. 
Super cool. Is didn't uh maybe I I feel like I saw this, but didn't Twitch maybe you told me Twitch is gonna have like an adult section officially? I or never heard of that. That would okay. be weird. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I, I feel it was like one of those, if you can't beat them, like give them an area to hang out in. That would be so weird though. I don't, like, know. I don't know. I don't if, know. I don't know if I would want that. Cause then you, I don't think they'd ever do that. I don't think they'd ever go that far. Yeah. It is very funny watching people constantly break the terms they're of service. They're always trying to figure, they're always trying to walk that line. Are they still doing the body paint thing? That was big for a while. That, I think they are. I think the thing is, is like, it's, a, they're trendy and then people get upset over it because they're like, oh, not on my platform. It's like, well, the only reason why it's trending right now is because you're watching it. So if you stop giving these people attention, no one would even be commenting. Like no one would care. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of these trends, they, they come and go and people don't care about it anymore. So they, they made, so for example, um, like the hot tub channel, the hot tub right. category was created. And then all of a sudden a hot tub stuff, like no longer was talked about and it wasn't like big anymore. It was because it was no longer you gotta trendy. come up with the new thing. Yeah. The so, new thing. I'm surprised you I, haven't done any know. topless streams, Matt. Showing off the goods. Yeah. Well, almost showing off the goods. That's the key, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cameras just above where people, <laughs> where you get in yeah. trouble. Yeah. They're very, you know, what's funny about it is they're, they get very close with the camera and it's like, that's an art form in itself, right? It's like, you you don't want to jump. You don't want to back up can't, too far. You got to move too much. Yeah, be careful. I wonder if they've just got like pasties on or something. So that if they do slip up, there's like, oh, oh no. Do you think they've actually there's no, I don't think they've thought that far ahead. You kidding me? No idea, man. But <laughs> Jason's saying, God, please don't, Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Check out this pasty one ass, baby. You know what? Matt wants to bump up his rev a little bit. Okay. Let the main experiment. <sighs> uh -huh. right? Experiment with formats. <laughs> uh, any any releases this holiday you're looking forward to? I can't think of anything else coming out before the end of the year. Oh, that... I played Avatar. Yeah, I got a key for Avatar, and I am planning on playing it. I only played it once, though. I played for about six, seven hours, and it's gorgeous. It's probably one of the yeah. prettiest games I've ever played. Um, not only like it's got day night cycles too and at night oh it lights everything up. everything lights up and it's stunning it's stunning the game is yeah um just like the movies the world is the character the have world you watched is the kind second of the movie Matt? i haven't seen the second movie no how dare i need you. to i know how how dare how i dare you play you six seven hours of an avatar game without watching six to seven hours of avatar come on man the movie's only I, like five hours, okay? Just watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 a meaty one, isn't it? But the world the world is gorgeous and I, I legitimately don't think I've ever stepped foot in a video game world that is as lush as Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. It is it is is awesome. I've been seeing similar sentiments on social media where it's like <laughs> nobody's particularly raving about the game design in in the sense of like the mechanics are like next world amazing or something but they're just saying the world and the visuals are just like incredible and I, I was reading a little thing on how they made it because people don't make giant jungle games for a specific reason because they're so resource intensive yeah and like 
if you don't do it right, it all just looks really bad. And to do it right is a lot of work and it takes a really good artistic eye to, to get it to look good. And they invented all this cool new techniques for how they're caching all the assets in different ways on the GPU memory and whatever, just to get it to run properly because most games aren't set up to render a gigantic endless jungle that looks amazing. And what's nice too, is that it's, so in the past, the way that they would make a jungle or foliage look impressive is that it get like really blurry, you know, so it makes it mm. look dense. Like if you ever like try to stream, and maybe this is because I've, you know, I'm a streamer. Um, you stream these older games and they, I don't, the graphics, they, they look, first of all, they don't look yeah, great. No, they don't look good because greens and browns in a lot of modern encoders just turn right. into garbage. They do. Yeah. But I also think it's because of the way that it's rendered on the screen too doesn't help. But mm-hmm. with Avatar, uh, it was, I was rewatching the stream back and yeah, like it, it struggles with the bitrate because of it's green and foliage everywhere, but the actual, it's, it's all like, how do I describe this? It's, it's, it's actually clear what you're looking at. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you get into a, a building, everything is, it's, it's easier for the encoder to predict what's happening because it can see everything around it right it's it's very clear cut but when as soon as you get into the foliage that's where it starts to struggle but i found because everything was well rendered i don't really know how i, I, yeah. I clearly don't know the technicality technicalities of it um i think it had an easier time predicting where everything was going to be because it wasn't just mush yeah yeah it's possible too that some of twitch's or youtube's encoders have been updated a little bit i know could be you're probably not encoding with av1 yet because i think you need to i don't know if twitch supports that but you'd need a 40 series to do it but some of the more the newer encoders will supposedly make it look better too so yeah could could be that yeah man technology technology you buying a cyber truck what you buying a cyber truck no no, I've got no. my 2002 Have you seen, have you seen the, did you, did you see the, uh, the crash test on that thing? Yeah. It's insane. Looks terrible. Wait, which crash test did you watch? They, they literally, like, they ran into a wall at 35 miles per hour and the back axle, like, snapped. <laughs> hmm. I didn't see that one. I saw the, I saw uh, ones I that made it look good, so, I don't oh, know. I saw ones that made it look horrible. Okay. Well, okay. Tesla's other cars, I think, have the highest safety ratings on the road. Right. Which is why when I saw this, it didn't look good. Well, okay. If an axle breaks, that's one thing. But as long as the person inside the car is okay, I think that's the main... The crumple zone didn't even look like it crumpled. Huh. And then there was a a mannequin in the back, and it looked like the seatbelt snapped. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt. Okay, car expert over here. I'll have to watch that video. It didn't look good. All right. I'm sorry. It didn't look good at all. I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> the person in the backseat of the car is a goner. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Because I know I was the only other that one video. Okay. Was the I only know video the I saw, other so Tesla models. I think like the Model Y or something. Like they, they literally broke the safety chart in terms of like they're like 5.4 out of 5 or something like uh-huh. that. So I was expecting the Cybertruck to be something similar, but I mean, maybe maybe that was just uh, a bad. I don't, I don't know. I just figured you'd get one, you'd have the big Matimio branding on the side of it, and you drive around town being like, "I think it looks really." Do you know ugly. who I am? Yeah, <laughs> it's a love I, or hate it vehicle, right? Yeah, I haven't seen I, one in I'm person. I'm on the camp that I'm not liking it. 
I think I'm going to have to see it in person before I make up my mind. And then I won't buy uh, one yeah. because it's like a hundred grand. Oh yeah. It's unbelievably expensive. Yeah. It's wild how insanely expensive cars are, man. Like I bought my first car for $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> that won't even give you an oil change these days. Uh, <laughs> if you buy that gold and golden oil for sure. The golden oil. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know. It's people, I find it funny when people shame you for how much you spend on a computer when they're like, you spent $4,000 building a PC and you're like, nobody shames the dude who bought the $60,000 or the $80,000 car that he didn't need. You know need. what I am blown away by is the amount of people that own trucks. Yeah, it's a, it's a United States thing for sure. Because have it you ever seen like Europeans insane. talk about truck owners? Like they're yeah, just like... And what, what, yeah. Well, first of all, they're incredibly expensive and no one uses them really for yeah. what they're intended to use. It's also, like, why you don't are you spending... need the mega truck either. No. Remember the little Toyota, whatever yeah. it was? They've that... been increasing in size. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. And the, and the back has been also decreasing too. Mm -hmm. So it's just now just a giant, it's not a Hummer, but the fuel efficiency on them cannot be great. They cost mm -hmm. an unbelievable, like they're like eighty to hundred thousand dollars. Oh, the visibility is getting progressively worse. Yeah. Like uh, we rented some giant behemoth thing when I went down to LA to shuttle people around, and like uh -huh. every time I made a right turn in it, I was just like, I really hope nobody's crossing the crosswalk I hope no right now because I can't see a damn thing. Yeah, every right turn was like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and the the front of the thing goes up to your head so you're not going over the hood buddy you're yeah. getting either launched or like run over it's these things are terrifying and i'm not saying that they're, I'm, I'm sure they're useful for people who actually use them for what they're now we know what for. you're saying matt these damn truck owners gotta go that's what I'm you're not saying. saying the truck owners got to go. I'm just saying, why are we spending so much money on trucks when we're not using them? It, it, it's a fad. It's like a fashion statement thing. You yeah. know, it's, it's wild. And yeah, I don't know, man. I, what I don't like about it is like, I don't know, but there's cool cars, right? There's like Miatas and small little sporty cars that are cool and fun to drive, but they are people in big cars can't see them like they get hit all the time just because oh, these really? gigantic vehicles can't even see them and you're so like if you get hit by a big vehicle it's the it's the bigger vehicle that that survives the crash that wins yeah. yeah so now all of a sudden if you want to drive a cool sporty car that's fast or small like you're taking you're taking a big risk going out there against these giant SUVs and giant pickup trucks and stuff that have crap visibility it's like Kind of sucks, man. I don't know. Times what's your, what's your times dream are changing. Car? Dream car? Mm. Bugatti. <laughs> no, I, I'm more practical than that. You know, I'm a family Good. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so dream, fan. dream. Um, <laughs> there are some. I mean, I have, I've no doubt had to look at some minivans for the fam. Mm -hmm. Um, no shame. Yeah, I mean, I'm not excited by minivans. I, I don't also, have a dream car also either. Also, the so uh, other countries get cooler minivans than us. Uh, Japan has really cool minivans, oh. and none of them are in sale over here because they. Why? I don't know. They because it's like stylistic choices in different countries, but they're they're like more boxy and like make way better use of their space. And apparently, they use minivans over there as like VIP chauffeur shuttles, and they're like all pimped out and look cool. And I'm like, I'd get that minivan. That one looks cool, but they don't sell it over here. So. 
unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I want to say something more interesting than like a Tesla Model Y or whatever the cool one is, but probably be like cool. probably be high up there in terms of like practicality versus fun to drive. Some of the like a Mercedes G wagon is pretty dope, but I also would never buy one with my own cash. Like if somebody was like, you could have one and I'd be like, oh yeah. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm not going to spend that kind of money on it though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably a high end Mercedes or BMW, you know, would be my speed. Uh huh. Maybe a Porsche or Porsche for Europeans. I don't know why there we pronounce Porsche differently over here, but it's just a thing. Just the thing, man. Probably like, yeah, maybe a Porsche SUV or a Porsche 911 or something would be a fun car. Those that'd are be, pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be they a daddy's getting fast. groceries car. I'll be back in three <laughs> yeah. hours. I live, I'll be right back. I live close to the Columbia Gorge here, which is like a nice, like, you know, you can zip through there. Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See giant waterfalls while you're going 90 in your Porsche 911. That'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, man? Other than oh, I don't, I don't have one. I know I you're driving uh, your dream car, the 2002. Yeah, already, already uh, driving it. <laughs> Subaru Outback, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Classic. I knew. I, I knew it wasn't like the that STI green, or something. You know, that, I knew you uh, weren't that driving nice forest green. Yeah, yeah. You should. You know what I actually do like is a more practical, like except in the sense of not exorbitantly expensive but the new um subaru stis look really cool because they've got oh, are they yeah they put in like all the kind of um they have power steering but it's like a day it's like the old school way of doing steering that most other most vehicle manufacturers don't do now so you feel the road you know it's like it's a car that's like akin to like an actual rally racing car they just look cool and everybody who's driven them they says they uh they drive fantastically uh, that would be like a practical thirty thousand. That's not too bad. Yeah, is that the top end SDI? Oh, I'm just I just okay. w, oh, this is a 2023 WRX. So maybe not. Maybe I googled the wrong thing. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be down for That's that fine. though. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, man. What are you playing tonight? What's your stream game tonight? No idea. No idea. Dang, dude, you go in just clueless. Bro, I just flying by the seat of my pants, baby. Wild Ooh. man. Wild man. Wild. All right. I think we're I think we're at a good wrap-up point for the podcast. Sounds um, good. I can't wait to see more aftermath of the day before. I, I hope be everybody gets bath. their money back. Thank you guys uh for watching. Thank you, Patreon members, for coming by, hanging out in the chat. We appreciate you very much and for anyone who isn't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that like button if you enjoyed the video. Hit the notification bell to beat that damn YouTube algorithm so that we can get recognized and become super famous on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, <laughs> consider becoming a Patreon member too. It's not expensive. You get to watch us live. You get to watch, ask questions. You get to meet all our famous guests that we have. And um, yeah. Matt, yeah. words of wins- words of uh, wisdom. I got a good one for you today. Ooh boy! Don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Hmm. I like Bugs that. Bunny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. I like it. All right, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>